Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicalist. Today, as per usual, really, I am missing, missing? No, messing with the wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey bits in my TARDIS blue car. And in actual, factual, real existing land, it is Halloween. So, happy Halloween. However, um, it's not Halloween within the liberal queue. It is Movie Monday, which are two totally different things. In fact, uh, this particular episode probably won't be post for a couple of Mondays because this is a little behind-the-scenes action, which I don't mind giving out from time to time. During my two-week hiatus of podcasting, in which I was supposed to not record any podcast, I recorded several podcasts. It's a goddamn addiction, and I cannot help myself. Uh, I mostly, I think for the most part, yeah, I just recorded some Movie Mondays, um, some Book Wednesdays, and maybe a third video game today. Just those, though. That's all. Oh, boy. Addiction is not... A funny ming, a funny laughing matter. It's not a laughing matter. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Anyways, let's hop right in by saying things that I say at the top of every show, such as there will be spoilers. Folks, please take heed of this warning. I do not censor myself unless it is easy to do so, and quite often it is difficult, so I do not make the attempt. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is so ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps podcasts grow and flourish like a beautiful flower. Ah. Our last piece of podcast-related business is always today's sponsor, which today happens to be the Louisville Sawer Chainsaw and Baseball Bat Combo. Once again, today's sponsor is the Louisville Sawer Chainsaw and Baseball Bat Combo. Thank you very, very much to them. Today I have two movies. Count them, too. I plan to get them done in one go, so uh, wish me luck, because sometimes I fail at doing that. But uh, today I don't really have a choice, so it will goddamn well get done. Come hell, or high water, whatever, you know. It is raining pretty good, just sort of on that note. I think I may have fairly well, perhaps not perfectly, uh, managed to figure ways around editing out the sounds of rain beating on my car. So, you know, if you have tips or tricks to do that while editing, editing, editing within Audacity, which is the program I use to edit my stuff, you know, pass them on. Every little bit helps. 
The movies I have today are number one, Texas, Chainsaw, Massacre, 3D. Mm, kind of in the Halloween vibe, despite this coming out weeks after Halloween. It is Halloween when I'm recording, which I already mentioned. The other movie is The Sandlot. Ooh, not Halloween-y at all. Ooh. Okay, so let's talk Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. I did not watch this movie in 3D. The only movie I have ever seen in 3D, in the third dimension, is uh, The Avengers. I uh, saw that in the theater, figured, hey, if I'm ever going to see a 3D movie, why not this one? And uh, it was fine. You know, I'm not yearning for three dimensions in my viewings of things. Until we get some sort of hard light invention where I can have a holodeck, you know, I I'm okay with my two dimensions. <laughs> in a movie like this, though, in a horror movie, there is, for me, it's more funny than anything when it's the sort of blatantly obvious done for the purposes of things jumping out of the screen, like a, for example, perhaps a chainsaw flying at the screen. Yeah, I always find that amusing. Reminiscent of, uh, if you ever watched, this is going way, way back, and I'm not sure how many people of my generation or earlier will know of this, but uh, a little television show up here in Canada, which I believe was also available in the States, called SCTV, mm, Second City Television, and occasionally they would do, uh, wasn't actually in 3D, but they would pretend it was, and it was just sort of moving things forward and back, closer and further away from the camera to give, I don't know, the illusion of 3D that was very humorous, hence my laughter. Watched this with the missus, and uh, actually had a couple over for dinner and decided to watch this movie because the missus and the couples uh, are, like us, fans of the horror movie genre, so decided to dust this off. Uh, also the fact that the missus loves Texas Chainsaw, the original, and the other remake, and the other remake, and this remake, uh, you know, right up her alley, and, and I don't mind them. How about on that note, unprofessional as I like to do, give out my rating, which I'll go, I'll go three. Three out of five, which I like to use for my enjoyed while watching, but would never, ever watch again. Yeah, I would never watch this movie again, just period. But while watching it, uh, I, I had some enjoyment. I think I went into it with extremely low expectations. And the reason I did that was because I thought this was going to be like a, a remake of the original. Luckily, that is not the case. It is a movie that, I, I guess, it's kind of actually a cool idea how they chose to, to go about it. They took footage from the very first movie, the sort of end of the very first movie, and used that footage to sort of lay some groundwork for this movie, which uh, is a good way of going about sort of, uh, let's call it a reboot rather than a remake. Rebooting a franchise. So that footage and then many years passing, 20 some odd I do believe, are when the events of this movie take place. Good, uh, good idea. My hat's off to them. If I was wearing a hat, that may mean something. But I am not. So it does not. Another sort of highlight is that the girl, the main girl, you're in a horror movie, you're going to have a main girl, that goes without saying, is incredibly smoking hot. Yeah. On that, I don't mind. I don't mind at all. 
She has uh, also, as I like to describe, crazy eyes. Her eyes are crazy. Crazy to look at and crazy to look at you. The acting within the entire scope of this movie is um, horror movie quality. Yeah. Which I think the sort of low expectations help in that regard. You get what you expect. You know, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of horror movies. The facts of horror movies. The story involves the Sawyer family, which uh, is sort of amusing in that I think they should be called the Sawyer family, because they saw people. Mm -hmm. Apparently Leatherface was a member of this clan, and uh, they were all wiped out by a bunch of hillbillies and what have you. However, many, many years down the line, in a separate town, that's one part I never really got, like, or I, I never quite cut on to. I assume the events of the first movie were in a separate town, city, state than the events in the second. I, I think that was the idea, but uh, never explained to my satisfaction or wasn't paying attention because I was drinking booze with people. And uh, the main girl from this movie gets a letter that her last remaining relative died. She did not actually know she was a member of this Sawyer family. So uh, this came as quite a shock, and she decided that she was going to go check out the family home. Oh, road trip! Road trip ensues. Along the way, they pick up a hitchhiker. Uh, hitchhiker in a horror movie, and he turns out to be a bad guy, and luckily, is the first one killed. Spoiler. I'm not gonna spoil too too much, just to say that at one point within this movie, the main girl's boyfriend is so many things within a horror movie that get you killed at the same time that he, I'm surprised he didn't just combust in his very first scene. He was black, so automatic death right there. He was cheating on his girlfriend, so cheating means you are not nice. If you're not nice in a horror movie, you're gonna die. The act of cheating was, you know, sex. So having sex in a horror movie, also grounds for death. The only thing I think he was missing was, uh, I don't think he did any drugs. If he had done drugs, and maybe he did actually. I think maybe he did. Yeah, he just had everything going for him that deserved death in a horror movie for some reason. Uh, okay, uh, I'm on a deadline, as I mentioned, so gonna have to sort of wrap it up with just saying that one other reason that I'm giving this a not 2 out of 5 is that it's gonna give away a little bit. Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Yeah, I suppose it is. The fact that the main girl, which I don't know the actress's name, I don't know the name of the character, so I'm just saying the main girl, was in actuality related to Leatherface, meant that we reach a point in the movie where Leatherface ends up protecting her. So uh, I very much like that, the fact that this chainsaw-wielding maniac who has people's faces cut off of their heads and then sewn together that he used as a mask. Ends up being not such a bad guy after all. That is friggin' awesome. I, I really did genuinely enjoy that little little twist, because it came as pretty unexpected, although I suppose I should have expected it. And it's good to have the horrible, horrible bad guy do good things. 
Apparently, yeah. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Freddy vs. Jason, which I love that movie. Uh, I'd probably give that movie 5 out of 5. That also has some scenes of not the bad guys protecting, just you sort of end up rooting for one bad guy over another. I uh, love that movie. Ooh, I want to watch that. Okay, uh, yeah, got to move on, move on um, to The Sandlot. This is another blast from the past in that it is a movie that was in the past. This is not a remake. It is the actual factual one. I am not 100% sure if this movie holds up 100%. I think a lot of my reason for wanting to re-watch this was due to nostalgia, the nostalgia of remembering this movie very, very fondly. That being said, I think I'm going to have to go... Three out of five. Yeah, maybe some four out of five moments, and maybe it was the four out of five moments that I was remembering from watching this, uh, I don't know, as a kid? Yeah, it must have come out in the 90s, 80s? Anyways, watching it a long, long time ago, and I think that's why I... It just, uh, I, I don't think it held up to my expectations of remembrance, since uh, that's not a fair thing to hold a movie up to, but that is my goddamn rating. This movie has sort of a feel of some other movies that I thought of along the way. Probably most specifically is A Christmas Story, and A Christmas Story is the better of the two movies. Sort of a narrated from the point of view of a young boy many years down the road. Kind of a one-year years feel in that regard, and he's looking back at his past experiences of these... Uh, summers as a boy where he learned a love of baseball. Uh, very much in the sports movie vein. Something strange about sports movies. And uh, why don't I try to get a little audience participation time, as I do from time to time, and just say, uh, are you like me in that you do not care for sports at all? Not even a little bit. If sports did not exist, I would not lose any sleep. However, I really like sports movies, so that's weird, I think. Or is it weird? That's why I need you to let me know. Is that weird? The good thing about a baseball movie, a baseball sports movie, it gives you the opportunity to have lots of different and kooky characters, which this does in spades, in nine spades, in fact. One of the kids, the uh, pitcher for this team, was actually in... Uh, a movie called The People Under the Stairs, which, for some reason, the missus really likes. <laughs> that movie was pretty bad. But uh, bad bad to the point that it was good, I should say. Uh, this kid, who is the narrator, moves to a town in which he doesn't know anybody, and it's sort of that story of, oh, he's got no friends, very, very sad. Decides to hang out with these kids playing, playing baseball. We learn that the kid doesn't know how to throw or catch which makes baseball difficult. Uh, eventually, he sort of picks up the game and gets good at it. Just on a note there, this kid's father, played by Dennis Leary, Dennis Leary, who I'm uh, a huge, huge fan of, so it was good to see him. Kind of a small role, but there are no small roles. Uh, I think, because I'm getting close to home, I'll just have to maybe throw out the highlight of this movie here, my favorite part. Uh, there's a kid on this team called Specs. Specs, as you can imagine, has giant glasses, hence the name. He, at one point, is, <laughs> I guess, and he seems kind of young for this, but he is incredibly sexually frustrated 
over the fact that this uh, lifeguard is sort of scantily clad and rubbing lotion on herself year after year, and he's had goddamn enough of it. So, what does he do? He jumps into the deep end of the pool, despite the fact that he cannot swim, and, well, starts to drown. The lifeguard, this sexy, sexy girl, hops in, saves him, pulls him out, starts giving him mouth-to-mouth. Now, what I wasn't sure of on this part, and I suppose it doesn't really matter, did he actually drown and need mouth-to-mouth? Or was he holding his breath the whole time? In which case, I think if you're holding your breath, you can't sink to the bottom of the pool. But that's a whole science thing. <laughs> I'm a goddamn freak, because I need scientific accuracy in all things. Even movies like this, my science fiction, just about everything. And that should not be allowed. Anyways, what I was saying was, Specs, while getting mouth-to-mouth, and having his life same, possibly, or presumably, slips the girl a little tongue. Uh, and uh, kind of cops the feel a little bit. And I love it. I love it! Uh, the movie, a lot of nostalgia, I should just say, takes place back in the, um, day? <laughs> I don't know, in the 40s, and the 50s? Probably not in the 60s. Baseball, kids, comedies, good things, mm, Yeah. I am at home, so I will have to stop talking about The Sandlot and just say, it is a good movie. Uh, I think if you haven't seen it, the potential that you will enjoy it is extremely high. Yeah, how about that? That's, That's a convoluted rating, but a rating nonetheless. Folks, I will say, as I do so, so very many times, that it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper